Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording here in the waning days of August after a long summer. The last time we recorded, we had just lost now SB's Game of the Year in a very dramatic fashion. But there's been a lot of things that's happened this summer. And also, it's been a nice break. Uh, for us Bruins as the world turns and gets back to normal as much as possible and with, you know, a few hiccups on the way. Anyways, how you doing, Zed? Good. It's nice to be back. It's been a while. Yeah. The world still doesn't feel normal, but normaler, I guess. Normal enough to have UCLA football kicking off next month or next week, not next month. Yeah, a year ago, we didn't have a vaccine for this uh, very peculiar virus that's changed the world. Take your damn vaccine. Take your damn vaccine. And uh, also, I think it was the end of July. It was like, it was three weeks in August. It was like within the first three weeks that the Pac-12 had canceled um, football. And they followed the Big Ten footsteps. But here we are. Things are in full swing. We're in game week. Uh, we're looking at a 12-game schedule. We're looking at a bunch of rules changing per region. We're looking at the Pac-12 willing to, which I, I completely agree with. If you can't fill the team, you just forfeit. There's no um, accommodations on this year. Get your get your vaccine or, you know, deal with the punches. And there's certain coaches now that are finally abiding to the rules, so that's good. Uh, it's sad it took <laughs> a governor. Thanks, Nick Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but here we are. I mean, the team, one good note I want to point to before we dive into football is that our team is 98% as of 98% fully vaxxed as of earlier this week. So it might Can even we be guess 100. the anti-vaxxers? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> is that a worthy, uh, <laughs> worthy exercise of doing? Uh, maybe one of them. You know, without going into too much detail, is not. I don't know if he's currently even on the roster right now, but he's dealing with some shit. We have a uh, yeah one player oh, that moron. Yeah, unfortunately. But um, but if not, I, I don't know who would you think would be anti-vax. I think our team is pretty. They have they have a pretty good intelligent. Yeah, they seem to have a good head on their shoulders. Um, I don't know. I'm. Maybe like uh we don't really have any like idiots like we used to have in the past, and I say that as ones that I've known and I love them, but I could also just hear the conversations of I'm not putting that shit in my body <laughs> as they would say it's, it's gonna be someone random, I feel like, yeah, like um I really don't know, like maybe Bo Calvert. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, you are your point out. I actually like that guess. <laughs> I like that guess. That's... And it could make sense and we'll go into it later, but maybe Bo Or like a kicker. Like a kicker, yeah. What if like Luke Akers for some reason? <laughs> or like Jack Lander, the long snapper. Yeah, just some random player. Some a real random person. That... No. Um also I don't know if I you just saw my text. Um, but we have some breaking news. I think Jalen Hans, former UCLA 
point guard has absolutely lost his mind on Twitter. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> this is fun. I literally just popped on Twitter to see if there was anything going on, and that was the first thing that popped up as of This is minute, perfect timing, too. Literally one minute ago. <laughs> as we talk, maybe, is he on the football team? So just to, you know, our listeners, I don't know if you're going to see this because it'll probably be deleted, but, um, and uh, unless he's hacked, which may be the case because there are some Chinese, Chinese characters in here. Granted, you know, I know the NBA has a long history with the the, the the Chinese people, but I don't think, yeah, this looks like a hack, but regardless, he looks like an anti-vaxxer. Maybe Jalen Hands is the, the 2%. Let me just read you. <laughs> on air one of these tweets coronavirus is a fake one and i've heard ever heard it is made by chinese laboratory however it is no coronavirus is made by democratic party of america and this is why i believe QAnon. believe not believe (laughs) this is what happens when you declare for the draft a year too early i'm QAnon believer quote (laughs) Jalen Hands Twitter right now. I, this has got to be a hack. This is. I hope it's a hack. Yeah, I don't think the Cavs are going to stand for this <laughs> post summer league. Um. Yeah. So that just happened. That was that's fun. Cool. Uh, anyways, cool back. Back to to football. Um. Yeah, we can we can figure out the anti vaxxer later when they're sitting on the sideline with a mask on and playing yeah very true um um so going into camp outside of camp we had a you know uh it's it's just a normal camp minus the fact that you know our qb is out for obviously what it looks like covid protocol for 10 days um our starting qb plus one of our backups and parker who looked like he was out for seven and uh yeah are those the anti-vaxxers do we just find them no dtr was was vaxxed he admitted he he's not the two percent but you know obviously there's also breakthrough cases and i don't know how you know even if he has one positive and then multiple negatives every school's different but i'm, I'm sure I have, a, I have a theory around all these breakthrough cases that we um we keep uh, keep hearing about in our personal lives, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you that one at another time. Okay, <laughs> we'll see each other next week. Uh, but I do think that DTR, if he did have COVID, is one of the breakthrough cases, so he might be part of your theory. We shall see. Um, but yeah, so outside of that, the drama. He missed days, but he came back. Uh, came back throwing. Seemed like he you know, without a hitch, and maybe he has a few hitches now in his step, we'll, we'll see, but outside of that, we have uh, a new middle linebacker, uh, well, starting position, which is pretty cool, it looks like it's going to be Jordan, um, the transfer from Notre Dame. Jen Marquise. Yeah, I avoided his last name on purpose, because I didn't know it, and and then also, it looks like Cam Johnson's going to play the Will if I am correct. And, uh, yeah, Caleb Johnson's going to play Will. I said Cam, but Cam's one of our, our cornerbacks who's battling with Devin Kirkwood, who's been a complete stud during fall camp. I think he was a stud during spring camp as well. But he's continuing on. 
and he's looking like a very important get, and I'm glad we got him because, again, that was a battle versus us in USC, so it's always good. And then Q Knight, obviously, is... As a freshman, too. As a freshman, yeah. True freshman. True freshman, so he's doing well. And then our safeties look to be the same with Baylock and Lake. Uh, I still am a little... I have a little pause on Blaylock, uh, you know, due to his performance. I really like them coming out of, of Bosco, but I just haven't seen it click with him yet. But hopefully that will happen this year. But he still has the starting spot. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and then Bo's going to be the outside linebacker on the Raider position. And Carlos Jones is probably going to get some time there as well because we know he's a dog. And what else? Oh, and the defensive tackle, Tito, as expected, is taking over for Osa's yeah. position. Um, defensive tackle is probably going to be a mix between Daytona Jackson and Isabor. And then, and then, uh, Mitchell and I'm excited for Miles Jackson who comes back healthy and he just looks like a dog. He looks like a dude. So I'm excited to see him get some play time and get into rhythm. Cause I think on the other defensive end, he's going to help out Mitchell on that front. And that can be a difference maker in our run and our pass rush. And well, I think just moving Calvert to outside is going to make a big difference there. He was not good as a middle linebacker. Yeah, um, he just missed so. too many routes. He did the wrong. He just he doesn't understand positioning. So, yet, hopefully it clicks eventually. But yet, right. Um, but um, I'm with you. I'm anyways. glad. I'm glad to see that he's not in. You know the middle linebacker i'm also excited i'll say this uh, on the wheel spot is uh Cajo, uh brandon or ale Cajo, mm-hmm. the alabama transfer who was formerly a five star i am a little bit leaning on the fact that he was a five star so his potential but uh it seems like he's working into the twos now and hopefully he gets on the field and makes some big plays because i always like that success story of someone from a big program coming back to us and you know someone recruited out of school and it actually working out and them having a successful career so rooting for him personally a defensive yeah I, I mean look there's there's some talent there right i mean we have some depth and talent at this position so hopefully we can um improve based on building off of last year and that was the biggest weak spot i thought for the defense was just middle linebacking so getting some depth and shifting some um personnel around i think is is, will hopefully shore that up but we will see yeah and then on the offensive end it's pretty much what we expect in the offensive line minus there's a change at center which looks like sam mazaro who we don't know if he's injured or not is being replaced by john Gaines at least for now um so They'll be curious to see in terms of the number of reps that they can get with DTR, and hopefully that, you know, goes smoothly in terms of that transition. But Sean Ryan's looking like a potential NFL draftee candidate if he has the season we all expect. And outside of the line, we have the receivers, which I'm really excited about because I think we have a good mix of receivers. And I want to see what Cam Brown from the Texas A&M transfer, also another recruit that we... I think we believe, I think he committed to us at one point and then decommitted. He did. Yeah. And so, see see him come back and he's been consistently solid throughout camp from the reports. So, I'm excited about him. Matt Sykes has been on the socials catching balls, so that's cool. And then Kyle Phillips is obviously our engine, our consistent, you know, kind of our our, our Renfro. Renfro, 
type receiver. Um, and I say that, yes, because he is small and white and he catches the ball very securely and runs his routes very smoothly, just like Renfro did for Clemson. So that comparison is very much obvious. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, fall camp's looking good. I mean, I'm happy just to see that we don't have as many injuries as we appear to have in the middle of camp, but it looks like everything is more precautionary uh, and the team's going to be able to Again, crossing our fingers that seven days from the first game filled a, a well, team what, we expect. What what makes me excited, and you didn't really mention this. I mean, we mentioned quarterbacks, but um, the fact that we have like a legitimate quarterback depth chart when I'm looking at the at the the list, and you know we have DTR, we have Garbers, Griffin, McCory, Holloway, and Artopius. Like that's for that's three out of those like six players are four and five star quarterbacks and then i think kajia was a four three or four too and chase was a three so like we have actually legitimate talent and depth there which i feel like ucla has not had in a decade like even with under hunley like who was our backup was the legend jerry but he was not a heralded recruit by any means, so it's it's nice to see um, some depth and talent there. This is what would you say? I would say this is our best QB room um, in over a decade. I'm thinking Hunley. We had what's his name that came from uh, from New Jersey, he ended up transferring to USF, but he ended up not even being a QB, if I remember right. Uh, you know, I switched him about. to receiver. I exactly. can't remember his name, but, but yeah. he came in highly touted. You know, but Garbers is he like, was, and it, so that on paper was a good room. But in terms of actual QBing, I do think this may be the best QB room we've had in a long time. Like, I'm trying. I, I was thinking of who from was a depth perspective Rosen, for sure, and I don't know if we had. I mean, I guess we had Rose, Rosen and Monster at one point, uh, but Monster was still like a low four star. Where this is like we have two. Well, we have experience for you know senior, and then we have Garbers, who's a red shirt, a red shirt freshman, but obviously you know was highly touted and comes from the Garbers you know QB family, um, and he can sling it, and he's been consistently solid throughout camp, and I think it makes me happy about the future and also this season, and not to also point out that we have a new QB coach, we don't have Bible, right? Um, so yeah. I'm I'm I think with Gunderson. Uh, in this room, I'm excited to see the results and see if DTR is able to put together a season he's always wanted to put and we want him to put together. One can hope. One can hope. So let's um, uh, let's get to the schedule. What are we? Uh, what are, what's our what's our predictions here? Should we go? Let's do game by game just quickly. Let's go game by game. First one, obviously, in a week, or by the time you listen to this, within a few days. Uh, and that is being Hawaii at home. And, yeah, I mean, what, have you have you watched Hawaii um, from last season at all? Uh, I, didn't, I haven't watched any tape of them. I looked them up a little bit. I think we win this game fairly comfortably. Um. If we don't, I think we have a big problem. 
I agree. I think this one is going to... Usually, as you know, Chip Kelly's teams... Well, first of all, we're 0-6 in non-conference. And I'm not going to even include last year, obviously, because it's kind of a mulligan year just for college football. Um, but with that said, is that our teams have always started out slow and then and whatnot. But I think with Hawaii, we will come out the gate. And now that we have this identity with this team, we, we should win this pretty comfortably, at least by two scores, maybe three, as the Vegas line puts it. But... I'm not seeing much challenge on that end. I think it also helps that we have this at home. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the easy win. And I expect us to put up, I would say, anywhere between 31 to, 30, to 38 points between that range. And then just kind of put in the, the, the second string and get them some reps. That, um, that feels right to me. Um, I would be disappointed if we, like, eked out a win here. Yeah. And that can also very much happen, but we won't harper on what, you know, we've experienced in the past three years. And then the next game, <coughs> Labor Day weekend, opening week, primetime on Fox at home, is uh, the 2019 oh, boy. LSU Champions. LSU champions, as if they champion themselves. <laughs> the college football playoff LSU champions, led by Ed Orgeron, who has completely had a free fall in terms of the PR world and what's going on with his team. Last season, they went 5-5. Five and five. At one point, they were below 500. Uh, but they, they still have talent, and you know it's not a matter of what they have on the team. Their O-line wasn't as great last year, and that still will have some question marks coming into this year. But the the athletes are there, and the gamers are there, and, uh, yeah, their their secondary is going to be strong. I think that's going to be a big challenge for DTR. His first challenge when it comes to uh, reads and making sure that he doesn't make the classic turnover that he's, that he's known for. A um, little bit, I mean... Off his back foot? Yeah, back foot or a pick six because this team will be ready and hungry and ready to bounce back and show that they still are a powerhouse in the SEC uh, for many reasons. So I think with this one, again, I think our it's going to be a close game. Uh, the spread has us, I believe, uh, we're not favored or they're expecting LSU to win by three or four. I would ex- expect it to be a close game as well, uh, but I expect it to be a weird one. And uh, you know, this is a coin toss for me, just because it'll be our second game and it'll be LSU's first game. Um, I believe they have a new offensive coordinator as well, and so then and, and they lost Miles Brennan, who was set to be the starting quarterback, and they're gonna have Johnson come in, and he's done a little bit. You know, he has experience with games, but it's more so game management. And he's made some throws. And they have athletes on the, on, you know, on the outside that are going to burn our secondary. They'll have moments. But I think our running game, again, if we can lean on that, was Zach Charbonnet, who we, we didn't even mention in the fall camp reports. This guy may end up being our RB1. Or him and, you know, obviously him and him Brendan. And Brown. Yeah, they'll, they'll split the, the backs. But I'm expecting a lot of them. But... Yeah, I think this is going to be a game that just really depends on limiting turnovers and our and our coaching, um, putting us in the best position 
it's going to be a close one. So it'll come down to that, but I still have LSU uh, pulling away uh, within the last few minutes. Yeah, this is an important game in many ways. I, I think if they somehow pull off a win here, if UCLA pulls off a win here, it would really change the trajectory of the the season and expectations for Chip. Not that they aren't high already, but I think from a national perspective, it would kind of come and put UCLA on the map a little bit for the season. I... I, I agree with you. LSU is beatable. I just, I can't, um, I can't feel comfortable coming out and saying that UCLA will win this game based on what, what I've seen from Chip Kelly in the couple years past. Um, I, yeah, I'm still very skeptical of him. So we'll we'll see. But and I hope he proves me wrong again. But I I don't I don't see us winning this game. Unfortunately, yeah, and that's the I, 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 the yeah, sum yeah. up of. Go ahead, continue. No, I was just saying, like, there's, there's, you know, there's factors for at play that should be in our favor, being at home and whatnot. But we know that that's not a huge advantage. Let's be honest; it's not going to be super full or anything. Um, there's going to be probably a good number of LSU fans there, anyways. Like, it's yeah. Yeah, but we just don't trust Chip Kelly's coaching yet, and that's what it's going to come down to because the LSU team is obviously more talented than us. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but also, let's let's be real about Orgeron. He's a he's more of a CEO type. He's not really a, a X and O's guys, and he's had trouble with, like since he's lost his his two superstar coordinators. Let's see if he's able to replace him. This is the game litmus test for him as well. Um, That's a fair point. So it's not like we're facing the LSU team of of 2019 that won a championship. And I mean that in the sense of the coaching, not even just the talent, because obviously they've had a lot of turnover, um, as most of those teams and the powerhouses in the SEC do. Yeah, that's that all. That makes sense to me. We'll we'll see. Yeah, it'll give us a puncher's chance. Uh, so LSU, are you? So you're taking a loss for that. We're one one right now. That's what I'm, I'm yep. getting. And then we're going off to Fresno State after a bye week, and or we have Fresno State coming in. And Fresno State has our former CB, Elijah Gates, who I, I really liked. Um, so he's there as a grad transfer. But outside of that, I think this would be similar to Hawaii, that uh, reading the camp, they're going to be a tough team. Fresno State always is. And they'll give us a bit of punch, but I think we pull away by the end of the second um, because we're we're flowing and we're hungry to avenge the loss from LSU. So I think we have a, a little bit of a slow start. It's going to be a late game in the Rose Bowl. Um, uh, well, evening game, not necessarily late for the West Coast people. But, uh, it, yeah, I, I think this would be another win in, um, in my book after LSU loss. Wills, yeah, a... We also have a little revenge at play since we lost to um, Fresno State last time we played them at home, too. So, yeah. Um, Zed. I was uh, sadly at that game. Zed has <laughs> an infamous picture that will forever live in eternity of our friend group from the LSU game. And it has symbolized every UCLA L um, that has taken place since then. So, 
maybe he can avenge that and and have some a little bit of redemption. I need them to win this game so I can overcome my own demons. Are you going? Are you thinking of if you can make it to the game, you're just going to sit in the same spot and just kind of <laughs> cleanse yourself? <laughs> uh, I gotta find. I don't even remember where we were sitting, but maybe. Yeah, and just have a a, a complete flip of a picture. Hopefully, if we get that the W, man, uh, what a L! That was a horrible L. I'm glad I didn't come out for that one. Yes. Nothing good about that game, but we'll see. I um Yeah, I, I agree. We should we should we should beat this team. I think Fresno State is generally a little underrated. I think um they have solid coaching and they get enough talent to where they, they can win at a higher clip than anyone generally expects of them. But um I, I again, we should be able to beat Fresno State. Like we are more talented than them, and we have more, a lot more experience than them, and we should. Win. Yeah, this but should is, is not will. This so. this is a must win for Kelly as well. So that's one that's uh, I'm sure. Yeah, if you're like zero and two against Fresno State, that's the first. That's mark. embarrassing. Yeah. Um, the seat starts to warm up, but and then next we the, the following week we actually go up to Palo Alto, to the farm, and we take on Stanford. Our, I would say, I mean, arguably sometimes my least favorite team in the Pac-12 when it comes to football. But uh, recently, especially after last year's game with USC, Stanford has been pushed down to second. But yeah, I for this game. I think we win this one. Um, I know we haven't been historically good, and and I don't want to say historically good because we're forty six and forty three against Stanford historically. Um, so they've but they've closed the the gap over the past decade at least since two thousand eight. Um, and I, but I do think this is one that we win. I I say that because they're implementing a new quarterback, and I don't think it's going to be the Kevin Hogan. Uh, KJ Castillo's type situation. They have Tanner McKee, who's very talented, but doesn't have the reps yet. In his first conference game, we get him in early, and everybody knows Stanford's always better at the end of the season, which is when we usually get them. Um, so we get them early in the first conference game. I think having the test of LSU and the other two schools has, has put us squarely in a good position. They also have a tough non-conference. They play all Power 5 teams this year. So, I mean, they're going to be playing Kansas State and other schools, so it's not to say that they won't be prepared as well. But I do think we will get them. And we were close to winning last year. We were up by two scores at one point. I think this this year we That was a total choke job. Total choke job. But I I think our team is going to be coming for revenge, and they feel the same way about Stanford as I do. Yeah, we don't have that Stanford curse on us anymore. We did beat them two years ago, so... Um, that streak, at least, of like whatever twelve seasons of losing to them is over. Um, so that monkey is a little bit off our backs, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say no and take a loss on this one. You go, you you think we take a loss? I do. No, well, I won't blame you because we all know you can't say you beat Stanford until you do. So, so you say we go we're we're two and two, right? All that right. is correct. I say we're three and one after that. So this is the first game we differ on. 
on Stanford. But at, following that game, we head back to the Rose Bowl, and we have Arizona State coming in. And Arizona State's an interesting team, um, obviously because they've had... It's falling apart over there. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're they releasing coaches under investigation, and their head coach, Herm Edwards, who was a very uh, controversial hire but turned out to be a pretty decent hire for, for Arizona State, has now gone back to controversial. And he has probably his best team that he's had since he's arrived, and they're... they're Ranked twenty five coming into to the season by the AP poll, so we'll see what they are week to week. They may be a different team in in four and six weeks versus now. Um, and in that sense, it's hard to predict this game just given the turmoil off the field. Uh, but you know, we've also seen teams come together during those times and win games. So I would say this is another toss up at home. But we. Fortunately enough, we've had Arizona State's number during the Kelly's years, um, Kelly and Herm Edwards' years, and I do think that we may get them again. But I'm also leaning towards, I don't know, part of me tells me we'll get an L just because it's a come-down game after Stanford. and But also, if we do lose to Stanford, I can see us wanting bouncing back against Arizona State. So for the fact we do beat Stanford... We do beat Stanford. I'm going to say we come back and lose a trip up against Arizona State in a close one. Uh, I actually, I'm going with we we beat them. I think, like what you said, I think there's a lot of turmoil and distractions going on, on with this team. There's, uh, like, you know, I, I think there's a certain with this investigation that they're going to start pointing the finger at Herm Edwards. There's too much going on to where I cannot believe that he was not involved in at least knowing what's going on. So I think there's there's a lot going on there. Um, I think that, yes, teams can come together around this, but it's also ASU. Like, we just... I don't know, for whatever reason, we've always been able to, to beat them at home, and I think we'll we'll get them here. Fair enough. I think they have so many weapons on the outside, that, uh, and Daniel's coming for revenge because he has lost to us two times in a row, I think. I th- I'm going on an emotional factor that will bring them together and catch us off guard, but again, you said we've had A-issues numbers, so it could just stay that way. And, and knowing you can beat a team does play a big part. Yeah, I mean, Daniels is good, and he's going to be a test. But, again, I think we know what, what to expect from him when we when we play. And we have enough guys on our team that have experience playing against him and that team. So, I I just, yeah, I, I think we, we pull this one off. So, right now... it's shocking that I... Uh, I know, you're going for UCLA. You, you've already predicted more wins than I expected. Um, so right now the record is, I think we have the same record at three and two. Yep. Um, and then we head to Arizona. So Arizona is interesting. Um, we're going to be on the road and they have, uh, Jed Fish, our former offensive coordinator who wasn't retained 
Um, obviously, I think he actually it felt like he wanted to stay at UCLA, but he wanted to make calls. And Chip Kelly obviously coming in, which was understandable at the time, was like, no, I'm going to do it my way. And he went off to the it's NFL. Steak. I know. And uh, he went off to the NFL, went to the Rams, Patriots, made his way back to Arizona as now the head coach, which is a great landing spot. He's got a lot of momentum going on the recruiting trail, almost landing a five-star wide receiver. But he's going to get uh, – he he's expected to have a top four class, top five class at least in the Pac-12 in his first year before he even fills a team or before he finishes a season. So – Pretty impressive when we all have, I think, I know I have a, a soft spot for Coach Fish, um, but he's still coaching at Arizona, so for that, uh, they're going to get dominated, uh, to say that. The team's not going to, I've been reading reports, and it's just, it's obviously they're looking at a, a very, very few win season, um, with a very tough schedule as well to boot, but they don't have a QB. They lost Grant Gunnell. And Plummer is not looking like he's very solid, and I think they're just going to have issues this year. Um, and this one should be an easy one, I think. And if it's not, then again, that's another mark on Kelly's belt that we need to take in consideration because this should be a, sort of a scrimmage for us at this point if this team's supposed to be where it's at. Yeah, I'm a big, big Jed, Jed Fish fan. Um I truly think we missed on retaining like a guy that's going to be a, a very good coach, a very good head coach in, in the future, and I think starting at Arizona. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a revenge factor for him going into this game. Um, and I think they're going to give us more of a game than we expect, but I do think based on you know similar things to what you just said, they're not good. They don't have a lot of talent or depth. And so we should win. Um, if we don't, again, there's a big problem, but I do think it'll be closer than we expect just because of the history there. And let's not forget, we beat them last year, but uh, the year before we did lose to them, so it's not as if we just had Arizona's number like we've had prior to that. that the L years ago, we've generally had Arizona's number, but it's, you know, Mazzoni's got... was whipping them. Yeah, Moro's whipping them, but Mazzoni's got his revenge on us, too, in, in year two of of the Kelly era. So, n- not to look past them, obviously, because we have a big game the following week, but I do think we should go and prep for Arizona and get our starters out by the end of the third quarter, hopefully. And especially where that team's at talent-wise. Um, let's not miss opportunity. Because the following week, we have Washington. And Washington is on the road, so this is... The beginning of probably our toughest stretch of our schedule where we have a very solid Washington with uh, very solid dudes in terms of their defense, led by Jimmy Lake. Their offense will be a bit of a question going into this year, um, but it is expected to be much better. Sam Hard is going to be the QB. Um, we'll see if they have a running game. And, yeah, I mean, we're going to be in Seattle for this one. This is one I wish we could go to because I always wanted to go to Washington for a roadie. But it's tough. This one, I mean, we've won in Washington. It's not that that's the issue. We've won during the more years. And we're not even supposed to be playing Washington and Oregon this year. But, well, I mean, let me correct myself. We were, we're supposed to play them. 
we are supposed to play them this year. Yeah, in terms of rotation. So I'm wrong there. But the fact is, is that we get a tough schedule. We get them on the road, and it's going to be a tough game. It's another toss up. Um, I would favor Washington in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised just if our team is rolling at this point and we have our offensive identity if we put up points and we somehow get stops that we're in this game. I still expect it to be um, an L, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if we're in it till then. Yeah. Um, I don't see us winning this game unless, wild card here, we unleash Ethan Garbers on them just for this one game, just for a revenge factor. Um, I like that. That's the only way we win this game. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't. I don't think we win this game on the road. I think Washington is still going to be solid enough um, at home to to beat us. I just, again, I, I, I just, I don't trust Chip yet. I think it'll it'll depend on the first three games of the season if he. If he uh, wins those three, I will throw all these um, predictions out the window. <laughs> we'll do a redo on all the predictions. Yeah, but um, I, I don't, I don't see us winning this game. I think it's just going to be a little bit too, too much for for this team. Yeah, and especially on the second game of a, a roadie, so that we're going to be traveling from Tucson to Washington it's never put us in a good spot. But that's the Pac-12 yeah. schedule. And following that, we come back home and we have the the contender, the favorite of the Pac-12, um, Chip Kelly's former team, Mario Cristobal, and his Ducks, Phil Knight's army, are coming to the Rose Bowl, and they uh, should be rolling at this point. And, uh, yeah, this one is, I'm just going to say, it's going to be a L. But, again, we played Oregon close last year, so it's, it's just a weird one. It's like, that's the thing about the Pac-12. You can never predict a blowout with any team. So I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout. But I do think Oregon will pull away, and it will be due to us shooting ourselves in the foot, similar to last year. I think we win this game. Uh-oh. Upset alert. Um, I think we win this game. I think Oregon is generally overrated i think mario cristobal is just a mora 2.0 no Um, i have to stop there mora has never won a rose bowl until that that's fair i will okay that is a good point but i do think that there are points in his coaching where he just falls apart for some mysterious reason against some bigger teams i i just there's I, I, that team has so much talent, it, and it just never gets seems to live up to its potential, and I think the coaching is holding them back. Um, I, and I, th- to your point is I I do think with Joe Moorhead he has to put it together versus last season, their offensive coordinator. Yeah, we'll see. I think well, isn't Schaft gone? Yeah, he's gone. So they're gonna have a new QB. I just, I I think we pulled this off somehow at home. I think Chip 
really wants to get that one big win against his his old team, and I think that that specter of Oregon kind of looms over his head at all times now, and I think he wants to try to put that behind him, and I think beating them this year will do that, and I think, to your point, we played them really close last year on the road um, under tough conditions, and I think this year we have Again, a lot of experience coming back of a lot of guys who played in that game, a lot of guys who I think understand how they can beat Oregon, and I think we just do it this year. I, I think we, as long as we don't fumble a bunch of kick returns away and punts, then we win last year's game, and I think we clean that up for this, at least this particular game. So that puts us at 5-3 and three for both of our predictions, which is pretty good for a Chip Kelly error, again, um, with this tough schedule. Um, <laughs> that's sad that that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact we're over 500 in the middle of the season um, is uh, it's on track for a bowl game, which I think we're getting to. But, again, we're in the midst of our toughest sch- schedule. And to your point, like, yeah, I mean, like I said, the Pac-12 is weird. Like, no team is safe. And we've seen that with Oregon. The year they went to the Rose Bowl, they were in the playoff hunt, and they choked against Arizona State. So, you know, in the second to last weekend. So it happens. Um, not to say that we would even play spoiler in that sense, but the fact is this team is human and their coaches are human. So these are why the games are played. And I do think we split one of those two games. That's um, that's my belief. Um, on that, but also following Oregon, us going five and three, that which is the predictions we both have at this moment is that we have Utah on the road, and that one's gonna be a tough one. Um, I think again we know to, Utah has been a tough team since we've entered the conference, and that hasn't changed. I don't know if they're necessarily where they were two years ago. Um, and I say that because uh, their QB situation is a little bit more fluid this time around. They have the Brewer who transferred from Baylor. Um, they did lose uh, Ty Jordan from a very tra- very sad tragedy this offseason. Um, and he was looking like a breakout star. So I'm not sure where their running game is going to be, uh, to be honest. But outside of that, they do have a few dudes on the defensive end, obviously. They don't have the line they generally have. Um, but they, they do have some guys, like some linebackers, that will give us some fits on the defensive end. And they're going to be a tough team. I don't know if their offense is going to hum like it has in the past years, and I think that for that reason, I would actually say that we surprise Utah on the road and we win this. But, again, it's going to be a battle just because that's always a tough and physical team. And Kyle's t- Kyle Whittingham's teams are always that. They're, they're, they're the epitome of toughness. Uh, Utah in November? Yes. Salt Lake City. Now. Chalk up an L. Let me tell you something. Do you remember 2015? Josh Rosen, 17-8, and eight, I believe was the score, in Utah. We were in Japan. It was November, and we won that game. It was like the weekend before the USC game. I was pretty impressed, and we all thought we were going to lose that one. But we did it. We also had a very, very good QB. True. Um, not to say DTR isn't going to be good, but uh, Josh Rosen was a 
could have been a generational talent in college football. And he did perform. He had a great at freshman year, which that was. Incredibly well. Yeah, I mean, under the circumstances. So I, I, I can't knock him for that. And um, it's a different topic for another day, what's happened to him. But, um, I, yeah, I just, I, I, not not with, with Chip. I just, I can't see it until he proves me wrong. Like, I, I just think Utah's, you, you know what you get with Utah. They're always tough. They're always a difficult play at home, and I just don't think our guys are going to be able to be up for that challenge on the road again. Fair enough. I do know, like, if you look at past recent, more recent evidence, last time we went into Utah in November, we got crushed. And yeah. Yeah, so if you want to I lean on that, that game. you can do that. Uh, I say we have a, a puncher's chance, but again, this is Chip Their running Kelly. back had like 400 yards and two running touchdowns. and DTR had like two buttons. Catching touchdowns. Two fumbles, self-fumbles. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. gosh. It was embarrassing. I remember yeah. exactly. Remember that long drive? We're like, oh, we're putting it together. Nope, never mind. Right in the red zone, and we. That was another it. game where we literally turned it over <laughs> twelve times and lost because of that. Gosh. Otherwise, we were playing okay. Yeah, Utah. Anyway, so I, the more we talk about it, the more I want to change it to L. But I'm gonna keep it uh, a win and an upset, just because I you had to lose in Oregon. Um, I just I can't see it. So we're five and four in your time. I'm we're six and four for me. Or we're six and three for me, five and four for you. Uh and going into Colorado, are we coming back home? Colorado comes in. Yeah, we lost to Colorado as a first game last year in a very weird season. Um we almost came back and won it. Uh Carl Durrell took everybody by surprise. They had a a very uh I mean, they nearly were almost the, the Pac twelve champions and I think they could have, not Pac-12 champions, but they almost went to the championship, um, but they got leaped over SC because they had a game cancellation, and I don't even know if they even played SC, if I remember right. But the um, fact is, they're coming in, they lost a bit, they still have a bit of talent, they've lost some to the transfer portals to, and whatnot, but they don't have a QB, and I just don't see how Colorado can fix that, even in, what, 10 weeks. Uh, their QB, starting QB, that already... Uh, wasn't the QB last year has has is out for the season and it's at this point where they're actually fans are asking should former UCLA transfer who is a QB turned tight end Matt Lynch get a try because it's it's very dire over there so to that point it's not looking good for Colorado this season um they're gonna be a fine I think their their outlook outside of the season is gonna be better but I think we get them back and we get our revenge. Um, for their their win like last year, and we just continue on, and I I put this as a pretty easy win, and I, when I mean easy, I usually mean two scores or more. Uh, I agree with you. I think we win this game too. Um, I feel like last year was a typical Carl Durrell outlier year where he has like is one or two years where he goes absolutely ham, and they just exceed and overachieve all expectations and this year for 
all the reasons you just pointed out, especially with no QB. Um, we they they come right back down to earth, if not worse than that, and um, will just not be very good. And I don't think they will be good for a while. I just I, I don't think Carl Durrell is a great coach. So yeah, that's for this season. I think we we won this game pretty easily as well. And that puts us at. You're at seven and three. I'm at six at four. Seven and three. Um, and following that, I have our very hated USC team. The team W. I won't ever put a nollie on that game. We play in the Kali this time around, and I don't know. I mean, I I'm a little bit. I would like to say a W, but we historically have not won in the Coliseum. And this team is ultra-talented this year, even versus last year. And I really think that Helton won't be the coach by then, so I say we win. Um, and I just don't... I just, USC's so dysfunctional, I just know it's not going to be the same team in November. At the end of November... Um, versus now, it's just it, it, it's it's a bomb waiting to explode, and so I'm willing to bet on that. And I think that team would be motivated. They're always motivated to beat UCLA, but I, I just think it would be a different team by then. Um, and they and I also think like losing, I know they're stacked at wide receiver, but losing Brew McCoy, who's set to have a breakout year, is going to be huge. I think their D line is underrated, but their offensive line is going to get terrorized by us, especially by stunts and blitz that we have, and it's going to throw off Keaton, um, uh, Slovis for a bit, and I don't even know. I mean, we'll see if uh, Drake London, if he's uh, as we expect, he's he's going to be fine, but if it's just him, then I'm not sure. Uh, they, yeah, they, I just see his team falling apart. Obviously, as most of us uh, won't be surprised. Slovis, I think, is overrated. I, I think he gets away with just chucking it up to, with, which a lot of SCQBs I feel like have done, to all world wide receiving talent in getting bailed out. Like that's how they won last season against us. Like we should have whipped them. We were whipping them. We should have won that game. And then they just started tossing up crazy throws and their receivers were just going nuts and going coming up with them. We just didn't have an answer for that. But I think to your point, you losing McCoy and losing some of those guys from last year um, is going to hurt them from a from – a, um, experience perspective I think we have a lot of guys who hopefully have that game burned into their memories and need need and want to go get that that revenge over them and I think Chip Kelly needs to have that that win I, I truly think like he needs to be motivated to win this game I know he's already beaten as he wants but he needs to needs to do it this season um, and that was a big reason and, why DTR wanted to return as well. Yeah, no, that's and that's a good point. I think that's that game should be burned into all those guys who played last year's memories because um, they should have won that game, and the fact they didn't was just awful. Um, so, yeah, they 
I, I think for those reasons, coupled with, like you said, the the Trojan O-line is not going to be great. And I think we our D-line strength, uh, our D-line is a strength and should be pretty good. Um, we should be able to, to hopefully just keep Keaton Slovis on the ground so he can't throw the damn ball as much. Um, so I think, um, yeah, that's where we're at. And I, I, that's all I have to say. The W, I won't say a, a loss in that game. I never have. I think if you can historically go back and listen to his, I've never said loss. Yeah, he never has. Um, and I've tried to do that, but some games are tougher than others. But yeah, so I'm looking at, that puts you at seven or six? Do you have your record? I'm at seven and four. Seven and four. I'm at eight and three, three. which is par for course. And <laughs> I'm actually doing well. I mean, it's not my typical ten and two, but I, uh, going into Cal, I think this is going to be a win. So it puts us at nine and three. I'm um, going. I'm taking the over on Vegas totals, and I think Cal for us is it's it's just again it's similar to a few other teams we mentioned that they're going to have offensive problems. I think their defense will be solid. I don't think it's going to be as good as it was in the past years, um, but their offense I don't see uh, being that great enough to pose any problems after the teams we have seen throughout the season. I think we'll be ready for Cal. We generally do pretty well against them towards the end of the season. Um, and I think we get them, even if it's considered it's a typical hangover slot for us after, you know, if we we beat SC, which we were predict- predicting. So in this case, Cal would set up for a trap game or a hangover game, however you want to call it. But I think we get them, um, and we get them pretty well. And, uh, yeah, just continue to put our foot on our older brother, up north yeah i i again i've been on record saying i hate that this game is the last game of the season i truly believe sc should be but that's a different conversation um i i normally would say we lose this game because if it's fully dictated for me based on where we're playing it i think we're at home so i think we win um and i think yeah cow just isn't going to be very good so we should be able to yeah, I'm shocked. Zed has uh, predicted an eight and four record. I predict nine and three, so we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment in literally a week. But here we are. Here's the Bruin sources official predictions. Chip Kelly year four. I also want to say that it's year four with asterisk because I generally do believe we would be in a bowl game last year, um, and I think we would have put together at least a six and six season with the schedule we had last year. Um, but here we are and, uh, he's got to, he's got to win big or, you know, it's time for Jarman to look elsewhere. I, I think if we don't win at least seven games, then, and even if we win seven games, it depends on how they're won. Uh, it, it, everything has, every staff members under evaluation, um, from the top, from that first conversation. And oh, absolutely. Hey, this is... If Chip Kelly does not win more than six games, like, he should be out. If he wins even six games and gets to a crap bowl game, I think there's a consideration for him 
to be booted at that point. Like, there's there's no excuse. I know it's a tough schedule, but good teams and good coaches should be winning against tough schedules. Like, that's not an excuse. And he has the experience now and the depth and the talent. And um, I I hope he proves me wrong. I I know I made a eight and four or whatever I said, but. There's truly some games in that I think could be toss-ups, and I wouldn't be in any way shocked if uh, he underperformed in those games. Like, it just wouldn't shock me. I'm not a huge believer in that. I'm just being optimistic that he that this was the actual plan, but I don't know if it will be. So we'll see, but this is definitely a make and break for his career, arguably. Like, if he doesn't do this and gets fired, like, I don't know who will hire him. No idea. So, yeah, he's gonna have to go back we'll to the see. desk. Go back to Bristol. Um, cool. Well, that's our wrap up, and we have Hawaii coming up shortly. I'm excited for football to be back. I think, you know, in the past couple of years, I, well, maybe last year I was not excited for football, but also world is in different place. But it looks like it's somewhat semi back, and um, yeah. And on that note, we will return have reviews you know previews of of the games and also talk about basketball which is coming up soon and other ucla sports in the coming weeks so listen up awesome sounds good and we will catch you all later go bruins go bruins